two, one, two, three. The ghosts are calling out of work today. They got way better things to do than work some nine to five. They got no use for living, breathing currency. But we all do because we're still alive. Welcome to the good, the rat, and the spooky, where we talk about the charming, the cheery. And the oftentimes eerie. I'm Connor. I'm Vale. And today. Today we're getting into the <laughs> Christmas spirit. <laughs> the Christmas spirit. The Christmas spirit. Even though, so I think by the time this airs, um, I think Christmas might have come and gone. But. Oh yeah, it's probably February when you guys are Probably, but I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. I We, we yes. are recording this in a time of Christmas and perhaps that's what matters yeah. most. It's the Christmas spirit. You guys can probably hear it in our voice. Um, I'm cold. Uh, I've got sugar plums on the mind, and I think Vale does as well. Uh, um, you're not cold because you just told me like five minutes ago that it's really hot where you are. Hey, Hannah, can I see you over in my office? <laughs> <laughs> All right, nope. so we're doing a, we're doing an audio-based medium. So uh, <laughs> they don't know that, but thanks for ruining the illusion. Yeah. Um, I'm actually incredibly hot. So worst. those of you listening... Um, yeah, sorry to... I mean, it's Christmas in Georgia over here, y'all. I am sweating up a storm, but that doesn't mean we don't have a cool conversation planned for each and every one of our dearest listeners. There we go. Hannah, would you like to, uh, would you like to dive right in and, and give a little, little taste as to what we're discussing today? I would, I would. Uh, here, here's my uh, hint for you of what we're going to talk about. Um, All right. The classic line from BuzzFeed Unsolved, "Fuck you, goat man." <laughs> I am bleep uh, that out. Bleep that out too... for my mom. Oh, okay. If you say so. I am not too familiar with BuzzFeed's uh, uh, this specific end of BuzzFeed, um, but I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I I think you should go give the the goat man uh the goat man's bridge episode a listen because mm-hmm. it's it was my introduction to BuzzFeed Unsolved and it's fantastic. All right. It's it's full okay. of some really good one-liners. But anyways, point is, uh what do you what do you think that means since it's not the goat man's bridge? It's not the goat man's bridge. It's not the goat man's and bridge. it is uh it is the season of sugar plums. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say we're talking about a very cranky Mrs. Claus. Uh, no. Uh, no. No? No, that's not it. That's not it. Right, right, right. The saying goes, uh, hell hath no fury like a really grumpy Santa. It's Krampus. It's, it's Krampus. Krampus. We're talking it's about Krampus. Krampus Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Big reveal. Krampus. Yeah. Krampus. That's right, folks. We're talking about. The old crampy. Uh, not only I think I think it would be good if uh, if we talked a little bit about the lore of Krampus. Yeah, because I think yeah, it's let's funny. give a little bit of a background here. I think <laughs> I think it's almost as funny as the movie is, uh, quite frankly, which we're gonna oh. get to in a little bit. But yes, but let me will. let me educate you. Uh, I'm gonna read to you. Here's how I'm gonna open this. Is Love I it. want to read to you uh, from an article that I found while I was researching. Okay, here here we go. Here we go. 
Okay, there are no Christmas lights up at Janet Finnegar's house in the Northern Liberties neighborhood of Philadelphia. She does not deck her halls with boughs of holly. Instead, hundreds of rib bones left over from a neighborhood barbecue hang on a clothesline strung across her backyard. They're bleaching in the sun. They have been scraped, boiled, scraped again, bleached, and are now strung on strands and hanging out to dry, she says. They smell... Hmm. Rib bones, as it turns out, are incredibly nasty. She will drape the bones over herself (laughs) and wear them like a grizzly tunic. It's her Krampus costume. All right. Um, So that's my opener. That's my opener. Krampus is a a grizzly sort of a beast. Uh, You don't uh, (laughs) say. He's a little, uh, let me, let me, here's his Tinder bio, right? Is horned, hairy, hooded ready to mingle question mark uh he's a he's a goat man he's a he is a goat goat man man. and and my favorite part about this though is that in uh in some earlier depictions of uh him in some postcards he's got a long tongue and fangs so wink wonk uh wink wonk wink wonk um so krampus comes from uh the alpine region so that's like germany Slavic areas, the Alps, that's the Alpine region, not Alpine, Utah. Um, Right. (laughs) He's a common misconception. I I know, right? Um, (laughs) He's probably a pre-Christian figure. Um, He was a pagan symbol that got kind of lumped into Christian iconography when, you know, the Catholics decided that if they couldn't have fun, no one else could. Ah, yes. And so they tried to ban Krampus, but uh, but they failed at that, fortunately for us. Krampus was not having it. Krampus was not having it. He still uh, kept strong. So they think mm. that it Krampus was thought to be part of a pagan ritual for the winter solstice. Uh, okay. They think uh, he's the son of hell, uh, otherwise known as Kate Blanchett. Uh, for those oh, of you cool. who've seen Thor Ragnarok, right? That's Kate Blanchett. Um, yeah. Directed by Taika Waititi. Exactly. And then when things mm-hmm. went Christian, uh, they flipped over from winter solstice to Christmas. Right. So now he's a Christmas figure. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so his his whole thing, his whole thing is the snitches get stitches. That's kind of his motto, right? So we have a happy, yeah. jolly fat man who brings presents to the good girls and boys. But if you have uh, been bad that year, uh, you have a chance of getting kidnapped, eaten, drowned, taken to hell, or whipped with branches. So... All right. You've got options there. You've got options. Do you know what, what is going to happen to you? No. You just know that if you're naughty, any one of those could be awaiting uh, you. Yeah. Take notes, kids. You yeah. thought coal was bad? Uh, man, Germany's got bad news for you. For real, though. Stay on but that nice list. If you're yeah. good, if you're good, sometimes you get Santa Claus, but sometimes Krampus might give you uh, oranges and walnuts. So. I don't know. Aww. I don't know. Between yeah, really sweet. between being taken to hell or being given oranges and walnuts, I'm thinking uh, going going down south is is pretty good, if I'm being honest. <laughs> here's here's the other fun thing is that mm-hmm. Krampus is still celebrated, but not not in the way that we teach our kids that like you got to be good or else Krampus is gonna sure. come get you. But in the way that like every December fifth. In Europe and in some places in the U.S., a bunch of adult men get drunk and run around in Krampus costumes. The Krampus run. The Krampus run. The Krampus run. I read about that. Yeah. 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 So I really want to go. 
<laughs> but I've heard reports. <laughs> I've heard reports that they will actually chase you. It's like if you went to a haunted house and then you pulled it out into the streets and made it goat man themed. Oh, cool. That's essentially the Krampus run uh, or yeah. Krampus laugh. Oh, okay. I don't think I'm saying that right. So I'm not going to say it again. Um, you can potentially appease the Krampus uh, with schnapps. Which is because, oh. you know, liquor solves every problem, right? I mean, it is a age old fact. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's age old tradition to get liquored up at mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've also I've heard reports, though, uh, during the Krampus run that if you try and duck and hide and like escape a Krampus, a determined uh-huh. pursuant will come after you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a part of me that was like, oh, I want to go. And then at the prospect of getting hit and chased, I was kind of like, whew. So it's like the running of the bulls, but they can (laughs) open doors and they are dressed in bones. Yep. Mm -hmm. And and horns. All right, Germany. And horns with a long tongue. Of course. The long tongue. So I'm sure that's someone's fantasy, but it's not entirely mine. Um, (laughs) I'm with you. uh, Um. (laughs) <laughs> Krampus carries with him chains. There's a lot of depictions of him either being uh, wrapped in chains or just ah. kind of holding them. Uh, so he jingles them about uh, to announce his presence, kind of like Fat Man, yeah. but uh, it's more it's more of a but, menacing foil to the Fat Man. Yeah. Now we, we, we've established we have the anti-Santa Claus. Oh, there's more. Established. There's slightly oh, there's more. more. There's slightly more. Not only are I there chains, it. not only are there chains, but sometimes he will carry a bundle of branches with which he will beat children. Um, also okay. said to have a basket on his back as well, wherein he will put the naughty children for to take to hell. Well, that's or just to eat later. a bad place for a basket, but uh, Krampus is going to do yeah. Krampus. So. And then I just want to make a mention here because they they, mm-hmm. they show up in the movie and they're some of my favorite folklore, but they are not directly related to Krampus. Do you want to guess? Do you want to guess? I'm, I'm guessing the elves. Close. Close. Okay. It's All the right. Yule uh, lads. They're called Yule. The- what? Exactly. They're called Yule Lads. Like Y-U-L-E. The Yule Lads. Yule <laughs> That sounds like an up-and-coming, like, Irish boy band. Oh, can we make that a thing? Hi, Spooky. I think we're gonna have to. Do you want to see just a tangent? <laughs> Do you want to see my Spooky? Mm-hmm. <gasps> There's your little mascot. Oh, mascot. Can I... Can it? Oh, did you cute baby? Hey, spookers. So it's actually uh, spooky is kind of related. So so we have the Yule lads. Ooh. The Yule lads are Icelandic though. They're the sons okay. of the Saint Nick Krampus counterpart over there. Her name is Gryla. She's I hope Gryla. I'm saying that right. Um, and she's she's a lot like Krampus in that she mainly punishes. She'll eat kids. That are naughty. Yeah. Um, and that she has right. 13 sons. And those 13 sons are the Yule lads. And they cause mischief. That's. And otherwise harass the townsfolk. Wow. For a lady who has had a lot of kids, she does not have a lot of empathy for naughty little kids. Well, no. No. Uh, I, I, at all. At all. She lets her kids harass other kids and then eats more kids. So, so yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell a mom how to do her job, but oof. No, I'm going to tell that mom how to do her job, uh, <laughs> I think. The other thing is that there's a Yule cat, and this one is very exciting because it's a <laughs> giant, vicious black cat who oh, eats wow. people that did not get new clothes before Christmas Eve. 
Okay, so if you so. don't get those new jammies on Christmas Eve, you're essentially going to be eaten by Spooky. By a very, very big Spooky the cat. Yeah, I think Spooky was a retired Yule cat. Because uh, she's very grumpy, and the idea—the idea that she goes around to peasants and is like, "If you're not fashioned, your food oh, is uh, my word. I possibly know. one of the most spooky things. That's very on brand." So yeah, uh, you guys taking notes? You can wind up on the naughty list if you're poor. So you you're gonna want to get a job. You're gonna want to find new clothes as soon as possible. Christmas is just a few days away. Spooky's looking kind of hungry, so so get on that. So get on that. Like like get we said, that. if you're not fashion, your food. Your food. It's called fashion Gangster. sweaty. Look it up. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's I. I would like to refer people who want a more in depth look at Krampus to go check out. Um, and that's why we drink and the spirits podcast those two i would also like to second and that's why we drink that is such a delight oh, i love them so much i love them so much Absolutely. and they did they both did very good in-depth episodes about krampus and mm-hmm. the yule lads so i just thought we'd awesome. do kind of a quick once over of all my favorite yeah. facts essentially about <laughs> krampus so that you know when we start talking about this what is possibly the most perfect Christmas movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> we can have an idea of the main antagonist. So there you go. Oh, absolutely. He's a goat man. Uh, mm-hmm. And as I said before, heck you, goat man. Heck you, goat man. Um, yeah, as you heard uh, in, in our earlier bad explanation, I am now, you guys already know what we're talking about. I'm going to dish out a bad explanation anyway. Yes. Um, I actually prepared a couple. Oh, uh, the first of them being, <laughs> I actually see this here on our notes. Uh, ho, 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 no, <laughs> which I love. Um, the <laughs> the plan B bad explanation would be yes. um, uh, Christmas is the pagan one now. And uh, that's, <laughs> that's okay. That. Sorry. <laughs> <I've> got, okay. <laughs> I've got my drink here. Oh, I should also apologize. Uh, I did not. I'm at my parents' house right now. And uh, mm-hmm. I did not bring a mic. So this might be some bad audio quality. And you might hear like the pleasant, uh, I don't know, jingle jangle of the ice in my mason jar from which I am drinking my Diet Coke. So anyways. I, I mean, I, okay. Like you, you as the listeners might be a little frustrated because Hannah doesn't have her fancy schmancy mic. But let's talk about the silver linings here really quickly before we get into this gem of a movie. Sure. You just got to hear the best explanation of Hannah's Diet Coke and the mason jar and the ice. And you got to hear it all live. Uh, second of all, my audio quality is definitely better this time. So um, you're welcome. And thank yeah. you to Hannah for I'm just here to make you look leaving good. Leaving mic at home. Yeah. I'm just here I, to make you look thank good. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Speaking of me looking good, let's talk about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys. Um, <laughs> now, we we are... Uh, <laughs> we are how far into it? We're, we're about 15 and a half minutes into today's episode. Um, right. So you, you may have heard that we're discussing Krampus at this point. Or uh, as the owner in the movie calls it, Krampus, Krampus. which I... That's my love. favorite. Um, that's, that's my favorite. Yeah, that's the new official pronunciation from now on. So, yeah, sure. uh, we begin Krampus which, with this lovely uh, slow motion um, kind of vignette oh, yeah. where we see a, a very busy mall. Uh, it looks to be around, uh, it looks like a Black Friday kind of deal. People are mowing each other down. There's fist fights re- left and right. Um, 
In the year 2020, I mentioned to Hannah uh, last night while I was watching it, it's even more stressful because nobody's wearing a mask and they're all in a mall and there's a billion of them. Uh, so little 2020 brand Connor is uh, shaking in his boots already. Now, we go through this fun little sequence and we find um, one of our main characters whose name I don't remember, so we will call him Sun. Uh, Sun oh, is no, in the middle it? of a fist fight. It's Max. Isn't it Max? Max. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with Max okay. because it feels Christmassy. Good shit. And I don't remember otherwise. So Max is in a fist fight with another kid his age because other kid his age said uh, Santa, something about Santa. He, he, was, he, was, he was dragging his. Yeah. Like what? Um, if we have any kids listening at home, Santa's obviously real. Obviously. We're just talking about this for sake of the plot. Um Anyway, he's getting into a fist fight with this kid who was telling younger kids that Santa's not real. Uh, Max doesn't like that. Max thinks Santa's a boss. Max is all over that Christmas spirit. And Max thinks that you should preserve the magic. And and I'm, I'm with you, Max. Um, I, I, I don't know too. if it's worth starting a fist fight over, but uh, well, we get home and... And I think it's important. I think it's important mm-hmm. to... Um, to remind that the true meaning of Christmas is getting into a fist fight during a nativity scene. Absolutely. Right, I didn't even mention the best part. That's the best part is that this whole, <laughs> this whole slow-mo opening sequence, which I think is one of the finest in all of cinematic history. That is not a joke. That's not sarcasm. I oh, think it's, it's actually really good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's a solid intro. Yeah. And it ends with this, these two kids just hacking it out just oh, just going ham dressed as shepherds and joseph <laughs> and uh, the angels are standing around them i think one kid angel mm-hmm. is yelling fight fight um yeah it's just it's so good it's so good and i think that's the tone we're headed into with the rest of this oh movie. i was i was yeah i was gonna i was gonna kind of uh, put the bow on top of that little intro and say that the the theme is set the the uh, the feeling of the movie is is all there in that this is, what you see is what you get. Um, so then we kind of proceed to meet the uh, Max's family, the immediate family. He's got his uh, older German only speaking Ona or Oma. Oma, um, I think it's Oma. Oma, yes. So she's she's the lovely little grandmother. She's baking cookies and uh, getting into the Christmas festivities. Like she's so very cute, cookies. very quiet. Yeah, uh, like way, way, way more. So but anyway, uh, we're. <laughs> I love that. We're then introduced to the rest of his immediate family: his sister, his dad, played by Adam Scott, his mom, Tony Collette, which was a surprise for me. I did not know she was in this one. Um, <laughs> surprise, Tony. My Collette's rule of in a thumb of horror. for uh, yes, she is. My rule of thumb for anybody who's interested in seeing horror movies that they haven't seen: if Tony Collette is involved, it's probably going to be good. Um, <laughs> half decent and, and that's my way. two cents mm-hmm. now uh, so yeah we're, we are kind of introduced to his uh, <laughs> fun little family and then we are introduced to the extended family his cousins and uh, aunt and uncle arrive with uh, his great aunt and they are horrible um, have you think- seen Christmas Vacation I was literally about to say think Christmas Vacation <laughs> uh, but a lot more Republican <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That is that is I, who they I, are. <laughs> they show right. up in a and, Hummer, and, and I <laughs> shows up in a Hummer with I, I think so, like several guns. Uh, I'm not saying Republican here to drag anyone like as a slur. They are literally very, very Republican, and that's their whole deal. They are all absolute caricatures. 
It's it's when things start to get a little spicy. You can tell nobody gets along and that they are up in for a fun few days with the, this uh, extended family in town. Um, that's around where things sort of start to take a shift. Um, we have our little daughter uh, decides to go see her boyfriend um, a few blocks away despite the increasingly bleak weather. It, it seems like a snowstorm is coming in out of nowhere. Well, it comes out of, you know, this poor little oh, it boy. it comes out somewhere. It's I Max. I forgot, poor little yeah, boy. so like... It is Max, okay. It's, it's dinner. It's this nice, nice dinner. And and I think, mm-hmm. you know, I think my favorite part about these cousins being... You know, uh, as we said derogatively before, Republican. Um, <laughs> Republican. Republican. No, I, they definitely play up all the all that stereotype so that it super contrasts with Max's family, which is very oh yeah one percenty, very fashionable. Dare I say? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have a very nice dining room. They have a very fancy meal. Anyway, so during this fancy moment. Um, Max gets into a full-out brawl again with his mm-hmm. cousins who have been making fun of him for writing a letter to Santa. Yeah. And, Isn't that rude? Um, they are, it is very rude uh, because they're just tormenting him and they steal the letter and read it out loud for everyone to hear. Uh, and it's a the tender letter. Is, it's a very tender letter. He's like, hey, Santa, could you, I don't know, make my mom and dad love each other no. and maybe help out my aunt and uncle because they're struggling. Anyway... I uh, love you, and I love the whole world, and I hope everyone has food on Christmas. I'm Max. Right. Bye. And then they just, la- they're like, oh, you believe in Santa? You believe in good people? Uh, and then they immediately prove that we are running out of good people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is the second mm. thing of this show. Uh, the first one is get into fist fights at your nativity scenes. And the second thing yes. is the only good people that you can trust are the non-English speaking grandmothers. Yep. Yeah, because your cousins Trust are terrible. The Trust the Oma. Uh, your cousins are terrible. Your aunt and uncle is terrible. Your parents are less terrible, I suppose. I, I suppose. Less terrible, but yeah, they they still they still but, ride in that struggle bus. But you know, I, I everybody's terrible. Everybody's terrible. Um, yeah. And so Max, in in this moment of hopelessness, he he has this moment where he's looking at his letter and he like wants to believe in it again, but then gets so mad at the way that he's been mistreated that he rips it up and sends it mm. out into the weather. And as we all know, that is like such an invitation for the Fae. I don't know. It it shows up so many times, just time and time and time again. If mm. you have a piece of paper that you've written a wish on it. And you Uh tear it up and you throw it out the window. That's an inciting event. Why is that an inciting event? Yes, it is. I actually have a little bit of a like philosophical kind of um, uh, theory there. Oh, good. Let's get into uh, that. If yeah, yeah, and this is this is based on nothing. There's no I don't know history or lore. I'm just speaking from a Connor brain. The idea of making a wish or or a request or uh, in this case a letter to Santa is a projection. You're you're telling the universe what you Mm. want, what you desire. Um, it, it's kind of like the idea of if you make a wish, you shouldn't tell anyone because I don't know. I, I don't know the story there. Because you but jinx it. But the idea, yeah, you, you jinx it. The idea that something that you wish for, something that you truly desire, that's something special. That's something personal. Now, you making that wish is projecting that to the world. But then through our inciting incident, for example, if you deny yourself that wish, if you you, you tear up that desire, uh, no matter how selfless it was, it was um, that is an invitation on the other end. 
I, I feel. Mm. Um, and now, th- again, this is just, you know, my, my little tinfoil uh, theory on this specific inciting incident. That happens very often, but I, I think it's something around there. I love it. I love it. It reminds me a lot of, like, manifesting, right? Of just, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. I, we're so careful. I think especially in 2020, I have never heard so many people be like, like, take me by the shoulders and be like, please be careful of the energy that you're projecting <laughs> into the universe because... The universe will hear you and it will respond. And it's been so ominous to be like, oh my gosh. Because it's like, I believe in praying to a God, right? But this year, this year has proven to me how much the universe (laughs) really does listen because oh my gosh oh my gosh i have i have started to be very very careful about the vibes and the feelings that i put out into the world (laughs) and into the universe um for fear of misfortune so i think i think you're right about that that i don't know that that resonates with me cool okay so max has invited uh bad things he is taken like the little shred of hope that he was holding on to for that family and very literally torn it up and thrown it out the window. Oh, that's not um, good. And that, that is not good. Now, this is when the uh, weather starts to take a turn for the worse. Uh, Maxette, or whatever his sister's name is, decides, I want to go see my boyfriend in the blizzard. So she does. I and um, yeah, this is, I, it was uh, Max's sister sure, or yeah. Adam Scott's character's daughter. Uh, yep. Whatever you prefer. Okay, great. Um, now, <laughs> she uh, goes out into this blizzard, and you start to realize something is up, because there's nobody on the roads, there's nobody around. Um, all of the houses have an obscene amount of icicles and snow and um, this, that, and the other, uh, you know, products of snow. Um, and there's and just kind of this eerie... Just general cold. And I was... Yep, yeah, there's just eerie coldness kind of everywhere. Um, and... Uh, this is where we have now left um, what I refer to as the safety net, and we are in the spooky zone, okay? Because um, <laughs> she, uh, not too not too long into her walk, gets a very full view of our titular character, Mr. Krampus, uh, standing several feet tall on a roof with his hooves and his horns, and uh, I will say, as far as, like, a, a film perspective goes, it did a really good job of making him feel big and her feel small. And that's when true. the sprinting starts. Oh, uh, and that does a, get me. That that sprint. Yes. Watching Krampus gallop across the roofs. Oh, yeah. Ooh. There's a galloping, and he has this kind of effortless uh, transition from rooftop to rooftop while she is just sprinting and slipping through the snow, trying her best to get away from whatever the hell this imposing giant is that is pursuing her. And it's a cool moment. It's a glorious um, little grand jeté that he does. I mean, really, it's just, yeah. it's oh, yeah. it's graceful above grace. I mean, well, I guess he's a goat, <laughs> right? I guess goats do that. I guess yeah. goats jump. The goat grace. Yeah. So he's doing um, goat things. Mm-hmm. So he is doing goat things, and she sees a uh, DHL truck in the middle of the road, because it's Christmas time, and hides under the DHL truck. And, uh, you know, we have our whole, like, oh, no, is he going to find me? And then he doesn't. But he left a present by the car. And she's like, what's that? And it's a little jack-in-the-box, and then it does a little jack-in-the-box thing. And you guys know jack-in-the-box. It goes, uh, boop, 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 and then it pops, and it's uh, very spooky. I'm sorry, what um, was that? Could you, it goes, could doot, you- doot, doot, doot. <laughs> you guys ever seen a jack-in-the-box? You uh, turn it up, it goes pop, 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 boop, 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 and a little clown man comes out and says, boop. Uh, now, I because this one. is Krampus, not to be confused with uh, St. Nicholas 
um, the the Chris, Christmas one. Uh, this is Krampus. He left a very, very naughty and very unkind uh, Jack in the Box, who then proceeded to drag Adam Scott's daughter's character into itself. Um, I don't know. It's an off. It's you an know, off-screen deal. Yeah, we don't because it all happens underneath the DHL truck, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like like she gets underneath there because she's hiding, which honestly I thought was kind of smart. I don't know. I had a debate. I had a debate when I watched it this year with a couple of my friends where we were like, hey, Mm -hmm. is it better to outrun the antagonist or do you have to hide from it? And I was like, honestly, Krampus has shown his athleticism. And unless that Uh girl was on the cross country team, I don't know that (laughs) she has a chance of outrunning that sucker. So I think running and hiding. Eight foot tall. Yeah, he's flying off across the roofs. Yeah. Uh, guys, if you're being uh, chased by a hoofman um, and you're losing the chase, just hide. I, just, I you got so. my permission. Yeah, you, you, you have heard to... it here on the Good, the Rad, and the Spooky. I, I will continue this debate, I think, because it might change yes. per monster. So I'd like to keep this an open-end discussion. So if anybody has mm-hmm. anything to contribute, please do. But but that is, yeah. I think, I think the daughter made you know as good a decision as she possibly could. But she's hiding under this DHL truck, and then this freaking Jack in the Box does something. And whatever that something is incites a scream and the whole truck mm-hmm. to shake. And that's very yeah, sus. So that's pretty she's, sus. She's uh, presumably having a pretty bad time down there. It's not great. Um, then we will uh, cut back to our other family. Um, is this when we lose power? I think this is around yeah. when we lose power. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. all the heat's off. Uh, all the, yeah, heat, electricity, no hot mm-hmm. water. Yeah. It just kind of sucks big time. Yep. So uh, they're having a bad time. It's getting a little darker, getting a lot colder. Uh, Oma is upkeeping the fire at the fireplace, which uh, is, you know, good old-fashioned Oma. We love her. And making um, hot she's doing chocolate, her thing. I might add. And making hot chocolate because she says, and I quote, hot chocolate makes everything better. Uh, a very sweet little sentiment. <laughs> a reminder that this is not just a horror movie, but a Christmas movie. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> brought oh, yeah, to you by hot chocolate. <laughs> Uh, yes. So that's, that's a nice little sweet moment. And, um, and then the sad reality that the daughter is missing kind of sets in. Um, so, oh man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember what happened from here. So I think they go, so Andrew Scott and his Mm -hmm. brother-in-law, who's played by that one guy. That one guy from from Anchorman and The Office and And, everything. Yeah. Yeah. He's bald. He's, uh, he's, he's Packer in The Office. He's, uh. Uh, that guy. I don't know, guys. Don't you know, you know him if you've seen know. him. I'm, he's in a lot of Will Ferrell movies. I am normally really good at actors' names, but I'm bad at this one. Anyway. Yeah. So, so Packer from The Office and Andrew Scott, uh, they they head out into this wasteland, the, the wintry wasteland, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think their goal is to not only look for the sister, but it's also to get to the Hummer, right? It's to use the Hummer. Uh, well, they, to yeah, clear they start off in the rooms. Hummer. Mm-hmm. I've seen um, this so they, movie several times and I'm still struggling <laughs> with the summary. This isn't good. That's okay. Um, this is around where uh, it, it just gets a little middle of the horror movie. Yeah. Um, not a bad thing. It's just, you know, building up suspense. Um, so, yeah, we, we've got a little uh, excursion with, um, with Packer and Adam Scott. And they go off and they get Packer's guns and uh, they're like, don't worry, we have guns. Snow can't hurt us. Um, so <laughs> yeah, they go through works. the snow and then the snow hurts them. Uh, and then they go back home. 
Yeah. So Without the, the snow daughter. hurts them the in two ways. Uh, and this is, this mm-hmm. is, I think, where it gets really good. Because, like, before this moment, things are kind of creepy and in the shadows. Like, we've seen Krampus. We know that he's right. there. But um, I think there's a couple of other immediate threats that force the family to sequester in the house, right? You have... Um, you know, Packer mm. takes off his glove at one point and he's like, this is like crazy. His hand is like almost frostbitten, totally frostbitten. He's like, I was five minutes out mm. there. Um, so it's, it's extremely yeah. dangerously cold out there. And then there's like this worm in the snow that totally bites his leg and tries to drag him down. Uh-huh. And it's, yeah. it's a spooky moment. It's a snow tremors. It's a weird. It's a weird moment. Yeah. And, uh, and so at that point, you know, they kind of have to turn back because, like, Packer's bleeding out. I'm going to keep calling him Packer. Yep. Yeah, his name is Packer now, folks. His name uh, is Packer. I actually really like that because uh, that was the moment in the movie where uh, the movie says to the audience, hey, just so you guys know, uh, Krampus is not the only threat. You guys are going to have a lot to yeah. deal with. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I think is that- a very important thing that they did. I like that they did that. It's good. Yeah, no, Mostly it, it because cool. Yule lads... Cool. I love the Yule Lads, and we don't talk enough about <laughs> yes. the Yule Lads. There are 13 the of them. The Yule Lads. That's a, that's a lot of lads. Um, yes, so they They're return so to the home, silly. having a really bad time. Um, the uh, Oma says, keep the fire warm. Uh, and uh, they, 10 minutes later, don't. Um, <laughs> because stupid. So, yes, because stupid. Uh, so yeah, we we've got some more fun tension happening in and around the home with the family. Um, yeah, that's when the second kid goes missing, right? Yes. So they decide yeah. to wait for the weather to clear to uh, go back out and look for the daughter. Uh, and at this point, they are all cuddly and cozy around the fire. Uh, the whole family is asleep, including Mister Packer, who was supposed to stay awake and keep an eye out. <laughs> and yeah. the fire is dying. Um, and it's this. It's a. It's actually a really cool little moment because. Um, the uh, the visiting family has kind of been just all over this iPad the whole time, blah blah blah, whatever. Um, <gasps> That's and it's right. playing like Silent Night, that whole deal. Um, while it's panning around and you're seeing everybody's asleep, it's a very Christmassy, nappy time. Um, and then it cuts to the fire, which is very much dying. And then it cuts to the iPad that's at one percent and cuts it off before the song is over. And then we hear the jingle jangle of Krampus's helpers somewhere. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We then get a comically large fish hook coming down the chimney, um, accompanied by a a pretty goofy-looking gingerbread man. And then the... um, the token large boy smells the gingerbread man. <laughs> the token approaches fat gingerbread kid. man. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then bites said gingerbread man. Uh, said man then comes to live, to live. Uh, yes, to life. He is yeah. too live now. He is too um, live. Yeah. <laughs> He's too live. And uh, Mr. Tubby Man gets all wrapped up in the sky hook by our very um, athletic little gingerbread guy. And up he goes through the yeah. chimney. I think Whoosh. this is I think this is really iconic Krampus with this movie, right? Is that you have this really effective mm-hmm. horror moment where it's like, ah, oh, this peaceful Christmas thing, and then it shuts off, and then you have spooky thing, and then this really effective spooky moment is followed up by a very comical, goofy moment, and it's this okay. weird. I think this... this is why I like Krampus. What? Yeah. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I was going to say this, uh, this scene is just has this and another one that we'll get to later has very much stuck in my head because the whole time there is like, we're talking like seventies cartoon brand sound effects going on. Oh like yeah. The, oh yeah. The bonks <laughs> and everything. Like, yeah. Bonk and yeah. boing. And like, are you, is this real life? <laughs> Like, it really the, the, the tubby kid hits his head on the way up and it goes, boom. <laughs> it's just so comical. I think, you know what? I think yeah. that's why I love Krampus so much is because it's just this tremendous amalgamation of, like you said, 70s cartoon style mm. uh, antics, really effective spooky moments yeah. uh, juxtaposed with Christmas. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just this I think this movie... whole dissonant... <laughs> head trip where you're just like is this a christmas movie yeah. this is a horror movie is this a comedy like the first time i watched it yep. i i headed into it being like ah yes it's gonna be a horror movie and then i kept watching uh-huh. it and was like is this a comedy <laughs> wait what's going on here yeah what why is oh, it oh man why is it both <laughs> i just you don't mm-hmm. get movies yeah. quite like that anymore and i think it's <laughs> right i think it's funny i think it's great i <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think very early on the team decided uh, to make three different movies at the same time and uh, wrap it up in a Christmas package. So they did. So they, they did. did well, yeah, you know, if that was the concept that they were going for, I think they really succeeded. If <laughs> yeah, they said, yeah, so. I can't decide what genre of movie to do, I will do all three. Let's just do it. Then few they did it. Yeah, so. So, yeah, so Kid gets did, sucked up the and- chimney. <laughs> yes, and uh, the, the stakes are getting higher and higher, and kids are disappearing. Um, oh man, I'm, I'm a little fuzzy from here too, just because again, it's, it's like the, uh, it's the middle of a horror movie. Um, so people are spooked and they're being more careful and they I know think the, the parents head up to the attic. The first, uh, first the two, uh, younger, the, the girls, the, co- the cousin girls, uh, head on up by themselves because I think they <gasps> think they hear the sister who I'm just remembering is named Beth, but I'm going to go back to calling oh, her it's Beth. Max's, Max's sister. sister. It's, it's Beth. Yeah. So Max's you sister You know, Beth. I watched this movie um, again. This is so funny to me. You watched this movie yesterday? I watched this movie last night and there's last still moments night, where I'm like, hang on. <laughs> I watched it a week ago. I this is ridiculous. We're so funny. We're professionals, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we're pretty good at this, y'all. <laughs> yeah, okay. So anyway, so the two girls go up. Uh they're yes, trying the to Yes, the two find girls Beth. go up. Yes. Um, That's right. Is, the adults yeah, are trying to figure out what to do. Always a great idea. Let the 11-year-olds handle it. Um, so they do, and they handle it by being devoured by a giant jack-in-the-box. Um, Dude, that thing is freaky. Yes, it is. And Ugh. I just very briefly, I've talked about it in other episodes, but I just want to gush about it for a second. They did almost entirely practical effects with this one. And <sighs> mwah, the uh, yeah, the, the puppets, the mannequins, the uh, all the moving parts were, for the most part, excellent. Excellent. So... Thank you, Krampus, for the practical effects. XOXO, love you. Oh my gosh. I just, oh, that's, you know what? Going back to that cognitive, mental just dissonance that happens mm-hmm. in, in the brain because of this, this was another one of those moments is you have this creepy factor with this jack in the box of one, it's about the size of you. It's huge. It's Which, huge. Family, if you don't know, Connor's tall. So I'm huge. You're you're pretty. I'm the big. size of a really big, scary Jack in the Box. Yeah. So, uh, what what a good description. Everything makes sense now. So it's this giant <laughs> yeah. thing uh, with this, you know, creepy kind of porcelain face, and it's Oof. it's doing this whole like 
clown thing, right? Where it's like, ha ha. Like it almost has that face of like, come give me a hug. And then it mm. opens its mouth to reveal like yep. fangs upon fangs upon fangs. It's just the funniest. I, I don't know. I think it's very funny. Mm-hmm. Again, I was watching it with my friends the other day and one of them screamed, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this movie makes you scream it's, what the whole time. There <laughs> are so many what inducing moments like that. It's and yeah, so no, no, very much one of them. So it's Very like, it's this real threat because it's like, like you want to be terrified. You want to be terrified of that Jack in the box mm-hmm. in the attic that has just eaten yeah. a child. It has wolfed down <laughs> one of the girls and you hear the, like that wolf. Yeah. The, the guttural ugh, esophagus. Yeah, gross. You know, yep. you know, the one, you know, the one you hear that the oh, yeah. shoes go into the mouth. And it looks uh-huh. up, and you want to be terrified of this thing, but it's just it's just the weirdest moment where you're just like, why does it look like that? Why is it doing that? It's pretty strange. <laughs> pretty, pretty strange. Yeah, so, a lot yeah. of Uncanny Valley kind of stuff here in the mix. For real. Um, so then all the adults, adults get involved, and they, they sprint on upstairs with the That's guns right. and the, the doodads and the hoo-hahs and the, the excited <laughs> shouts. Um and yeah, they get up there to see a couple more kids have been eaten, so they're not thrilled about that. But no, um, they they time. try to fight Mister Jack in the Box Man and punch him a lot. And then this harpy man- mannequin yeah. shows up, uh, so marionette. That's it's, not a mannequin. It's the oh my gosh! It was the funniest. It's the funniest looking thing because it's like like take a doll, <laughs> take like a like a seventies porcelain doll, and then put mm-hmm. giant molting owl wings on it. And then give it fangs uh-huh. and a very long, flicky snake tongue. That's yes. the abomination that attacks Tony Collette. I don't. I don't even know what. I, I think maybe they were going for like the angel on top of the tree or something. But yeah, maybe. yeah, they. Uh, it's, it's a, a freaky it's a very, thing. Oh gosh, it's so. It's a freaky thing. And I, I was like actively afraid and laughing at it, which is I, I kind of right? feel like the whole movie. Um, yes. <laughs> you know what? That's the theme so yeah, of Tony this Collette. movie. Gosh, mm-hmm. Tony, Tony Collette has a little romp with. Uh, <laughs> she yeah, she gets attacked by that. All the other adults are trying to drag it off of Miss Collette, and um, isn't there also the a teddy bear gets away? Oh yeah, Jack in the Box Man gets away. There's a teddy bear with a giant and and our gingerbread boys are back harassing Packer uh, oh, yeah. from the office, even though he's all busted up. He got his leg chewed on by the the snow worm thing thing yeah so we've got so the lineup here is a harpy angel owl thing we've got a teddy bear with a full set of teeth fanging teeth he's ready to chomp we have a stabby 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 robot uh like one of those toy robots Mm -hmm. and then we have a group of cackling gingerbread men who use a nail gun to try and shoot Packer. A nail gun. Which yeah. <laughs> they get him in the leg like it's seven just... times and they're like, ha ha ha, nail gun. And it's then he looks just... over and it's these little punks. And uh, yeah, they, they almost get him, but Packer's bulldog munches the last one and it's a, it's a very go, go dogs moment. <laughs> my my favorite my favorite part about that is that Packer burns all of them with a like I don't know, some some makeshift flamethrower. Yeah, with a, a ten-year-old flame flo- thrower. Yeah, he gets, yeah, like a, a just a lighter and some <laughs> air freshener. <It's>, and <laughs> to heck like they that. go. And uh, and then it's there's an this one that's Christian. like it's like Anakin Skywalker in Revenge of the Sith. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's he's 
half burned uh. and he's screaming and he just <laughs> launches himself at Packer and he has this moment of like, no, because he has like no defense. And so this no. yeah, very this angry half on fire cookie. Me. And then that's when the bulldog grabs it and you kind of go, yay, hey, dogs. Go dogs. Yep. Go dogs. So, always have uh, a dog yes. in a horror movie. You should always, if you are in a horror movie, you better get yourself a dog Just right have quick. Have a dog. Unless yeah, have a dog, you're in don't... Cujo. Yes, unless you're in Cujo, in which case, do the opposite of having a dog. Uh, yeah. Let's cut over to our, our great aunt who is dealing with this very toothy teddy bear. Um, he's he's like, <laughs> he's like munching on her or whatever. And then she grabs a nice coal and stabs him in the eyeball. And it, oh, it's yeah. all this goofy green blood goes everywhere. Yeah. Um, something we, uh, Vale and I haven't touched on just yet, is this movie's very rated PG-13. So... Um, oh yeah! <laughs> yeah, all, all the, the little teddy bear blood just comically splats, and it's very obviously intentionally green. And he goes, and then falls down for a minute. So why do you think uh, they did green goop instead of just stuffing? Like, why do they have to fill it with jello? I do not know, but I it was uh, <laughs> it was pretty goofy. Um, so we uh, we make our third cut back to the adults that are upstairs dealing with the angel marionette, whatever. Uh, and they throw her, <laughs> and that's it. They, they <laughs> yeah, her, they no, no, no. do. They make it downstairs. Uh, yeah, and and Packer gives her the old buckshot, and she gets whatever the equivalent of manic yeah. marionette dead is. She's marionette dead. Um, she's marionette. So they they <laughs> ward off their Christmassy. Yeah, yeah. She's she's out of the game for a minute. They ward off their Christmassy attackers, and uh, kind of regroup, and then uh, Oma regales us all with the tale of what yes. the heck is going on we she's get like i know what is happening yes and this it's actually a pretty me. lovely one because it happened to me yeah nice. they cut away to a pretty well animated sequence while she's narrating it in english because surprise the uh german only speaker can speak english the whole my time. favorite part about um, <laughs> that is that and the aunt is like i knew it <laughs> When she starts yeah, speaking yeah. English, she's like, I knew you could Maybe speak her English. first clue was all the other English speakers saying things to her and her responding and her understanding like it. she understands in German. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which was, so that yeah, was fun good. little thing. So she's like, when I was a little girl, I, w- I lived in Germany and everybody was really sad and there was no more Christmas and I was sad and my parents were fighting and I wished that they would go away and then everybody died. I don't, I'm not doing an Is accent. Is that a I'm German just doing, accent? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's not supposed to be. It's just, this is an old lady whose first language isn't English. Uh, okay. Do with that as you will. Anyway, okay. she's like, everybody died except for me because she gave me this ornament. And then we cut back to the real life. Uh, and she's holding this ornament and it says, Grampus on it. It's a bell. It's likes, a jangle yeah, bell. It's, it's a very jingly bell that I can only assume Krampus made himself. And I think he's proud of his work. So he puts his name on it. Um, so yeah, she's held yeah, that she for her entire life. Um, and yeah, it's a very eerie reminder that uh oh, there's something big, and he's 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 wanting to right. wanting to munch on the family, presumably. And um, and her whole thing about that too, it's it's really interesting because she's like, this is a reminder to keep like the spirit of Christmas is sacrifice and giving, and I always mm. thought that was so interesting that like sacrifice was included in that because it's like I would not have gotten. No. I would not have gotten that from any of this. I'm not entirely sure why she says <laughs> it. Is it feels like to me the way to keep Krampus 
away at bay is to have mm. like familial community unity because in this animation sequence right is that they show it, it must have been either before during or after one of the world wars because mm. all the people are lined up to get rations and so oma gets gets her ration of bread and people jump her for it and they they <laughs> take her food they take her food from she her and then she goes home kid. And her parents are fighting, and uh, oh. and so she's upset. And so it feels like that when a community turns on a child, it feels like mm. that is what impacts, um, and that yeah, it, maybe... that is what calls forth a greater evil. Yeah, that that final loss of innocence could just kind of right. open up the door for whatever, or in this case, Krampus. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. So she, yeah, had a very similar, um, it, it had a lot of uh, parallels to our opening sequence when everyone's beating the crap out of each other at the mall um, for that those sweet, sweet Christmas gifts. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we we, uh, we finish up kind of our, our, uh, our backstory of Mr. Krampus and the family kind of uh, recuperates. They come up with a game plan to go find a snowplow and go find help, um, which is uh, better yeah. than sitting on their booties. Um, Don't they say they're going to Costco or something like that? Or no, it's the mall. It's the mall. They're like the, the mall, mall doubles yes. as like a tornado shelter or something like uh-huh. that, which is yeah, so which is th- true. Yeah. Most yes. malls do that. They are shooting for the mall, uh, and they're kind of finalizing their game plans when... Um, there's a big old uh, hoof noise coming on the roof. Uh, clump, clump, clump. Wait uh, a second. Is this before or after mm-hmm. the Elvaza? This is after the Elvaza because they were going to go out first and they were going to be like, oh, we're making a run for it. And then a bunch of the Elvaza were hiding behind these very spooky snowmen. right. That's right. Yes. It's great. Oh, and then Oma has this awesome moment where like they hear all these sounds and it just like zooms in on her face like like yeah. some kind of wizened war veteran. Mhm. And and she's yeah, just yeah. like Elves. <laughs> break through the living room window yeah these elves yeah. look insane they are not your rivendell variety at all no no not Gosh. even a little bit um no. what do they look like <laughs> yeah, uh, what do they look like they they look like um let me what's the best way i can put that like if mardi gras was run exclusively by children-sized people and also masquerades came back and they were like, you know what? This is going to be our whole look now. So, yes, that's they are, they accurate. Are... That is accurate. <laughs> Children sized yep. beings with these very spooky masks um, just coming in, causing mischief. Uh, they, giggling. They don't seem to. Yeah, they are. They are giggling, giggling. and ruffling the whole time. Uh, they don't seem to have the family's best interest at heart. So they are probably not Santa's elves. And then we are. Uh, we we receive the reminder that no, no, they they aren't. They are not Santa's elves because someone who is very not Santa shows up on the roof, and that's the point when the family's like, yeah, we got to ditch the house. We got to find that snowplow. We got to get out of here. Um. So uh, two important they're, they're all things. Like, Two important mm-hmm. things. The first one, yes. my favorite part about the elves scene is that they freaking hook the aunt. And she realizes oh, yeah. she's about to die and she turns and looks <laughs> at the family and is like, I'll see you in hell or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Gets yanked comically off the window. Uh-huh. Again, more comedic sound 
sound effects. And yeah. then the other important thing like is a that woo! Like, yeah, yeah, literally one of those moments. And then they decide, okay, well, we've got to leave the house. Uh-huh. And Oma does the whole yeah. I'll stay behind yeah. I will moment. Stay. I and speak she German. Has this, I speak German. I will talk to the thing. Uh, and and she and Krampus have kind of a standoff when he finally descends. Uh, he comes down through the chimney. And I think this is a really cool moment, too, is that when he comes down the chimney, it's yeah. not this, like, smooth process that we see with Santa. He, like, he's mm. cracking the walls and oh, everything like that. Oh, it's busting at like, the it's seams. It's busting. Yeah. And then he finally gets in there and he's clomping and you hear the hooves on the wood floor and uh-huh. you see this big old, big old creature. And then he licks her Yay. face because why not? <laughs> because why not? It's it's actually a really goofy moment. It's um. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense whatsoever because it has certain implications and I don't want to yeah, ponder I, on those implications. <laughs> try not to think too much about it. So yeah, they have their little exchange. He's just kind of throwing some psychological warfare at Oma for a minute. And then he goes, wait a second. Well, he doesn't say this, but he says this with his eyes and with his body language. He goes, wait a second. I got some presents for you. So he uh, he gets his sacco gifts from behind him. And he, he kind of gives her this, go on, go on, open it up. Kinda Take your pick. Look. Take your pick. <laughs> and she goes to look in it and it's toys. And then they are scary toys. And it's a goofy little jump cut. Uh, and they go, bah! And it's back to the rest of the family. So... Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. I was a little busy playing Raid Shadow Legends. Ah, I'm just kidding. This isn't a commercial for Raid Shadow Legends. This is a commercial for Domino's Pizza. That's right, y'all. Go to Domino's now and tell them the spook sent you, and you'll get 40% off absolutely nothing on the menu. That's because this isn't a real commercial, and Domino's isn't sponsoring us. I just wanted to talk about Domino's for a minute. I don't know, it's my podcast. Maybe if you have a podcast, I'll tell you how to run yours. Um, anyway, I'm gonna go order some Domino's. So. So. Connor. Hannah. <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love to know why we had to cut off that episode. Yeah. Um, recording of that episode and start over probably, a couple weeks later. Mm-hmm, through the power of editing, we'll probably sound uh, completely seamless to our listeners, but... Uh, oh, of course. It's January 5th, 2021 now, and we started this before Christmas. So, uh, <laughs> with every intention of like getting longest... it out. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, but like really though. Um anyway, so my computer committed um uh seppuku on itself and gave up <laughs> mid-recording. Uh and then our schedules uh imploded. So here we are. In the new year. So, Still talking yay. about Krampus. <laughs> starting it off right, though. Starting oh, yeah. it off right. There's nothing I'd rather be doing. I've been saying this. it's a Krampus uh, miracle all December. Exactly. Yes. It's a Krampus miracle. I've started saying that. I, I started saying that around <laughs> my family. And I had to explain why so I was saying Krampus Miracle. Yeah. And then it just keeps happening. Like, I'm still <laughs> saying it's now January. And I, I'm still saying it's a Krampus Miracle. Krampus is all year, baby. He never sleeps. It's a Krampus miracle. So, uh, so we left off. Where we left yes. off was uh, the grandma, grandma had just been. <laughs> grandma got run over by by elves. Uh, yes, yes, horrendous, murderous elves. Did I did I talk about how creepy it is that I think that Krampus licks her face, and I have questions about yeah, whether that's, or not. Um, 
That's a big yuck, especially because he saw her... The last time he saw her, presumably, was when she was a very, very small was, child. Yeah. Uh, like, I want to say I five know. or six, I, maybe seven. Yeah, the... Uh, I, I don't know the mind of a literal monster, but, like, the implications there are kind of weird. I know. I feel like we see the trope of usually a man. Mm. I don't think I've ever seen a woman do it. A man licking a woman's face. A male licking a female's face is some kind of weird Mm -hmm. sexual undertone. And I just have so many questions as to why in the hell uh, they put that in there. Yeah, it's a really like... (laughs) The act of licking someone's face is a really just like yucky uh, (laughs) degenerate way of like having any interaction with someone you know you know if if a villain licks somebody's face they're 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 just gross they're a gross villain and krampus it's nasty he's grody he's grody man so i don't know maybe maybe you know what maybe that's it maybe they're just setting up krampus to be like listen please don't worship this goat man yeah even if he does have cool, fun uh, uh, elf friends. Super fun, cool yes. elf friends. So, uh, <laughs> that also freaked me out. So, <laughs> Story-wise, uh, we have left the home. The family is out and about. They are making it for the snowplow. Yes, they're making it for the snowplow. Their plan is to basically head to Costco, right? <laughs> yeah, they want to go to the mall. Because it doubles <laughs> as a shelter. Yeah, they're trying to go to the mall, which is like, I, I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. I grew up on the coast, mm-hmm. so I I had a stint, a year and a half stint in Texas uh, yeah. where I kind of had to worry about tornadoes. But I've heard that's the thing. Usually malls can double as shelters. I know for me personally, if the zombie apocalypse ever hit, I'm heading to Costco. God, the mall and Costco are such good zombie apocalypse spots. I think about that every time I'm at the mall or Costco. I'm just looking around at the stuff. I'm like, man, I got makeshift weapons. Right? I got plenty of food. This toilet paper should last me at least a week. Uh, yeah, At it, least a week. Yeah. At the, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. The mall and Costco. Um, guys, if you don't yeah, already know, fantastic. those are the place to go during the zombie apocalypse. Or, um, as I like to call it, the cold attack. A.K.A. Krampus puts the whole world in his basement. Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> That's a spoiler alert, yeah, sorry, Connor. Spoiler. <laughs> Oops. So, yeah. So, the family's heading out into the cold, cold snow. How does that... How does that end up for them? Not so good. Adam Scott has a gun and then uh, Packer from the office is uh, still injured. And then we get those sand tremor worm things back. And I, I yeah. don't think we ever really get to see them, but they, they just start gobbling up on all them adults. And yeah. Yeah. So they get snacked on. Adam Scott pulls a uh, pulls a hero mode and, and last stands against the big worm thing. And um, I think he gets gobbled off screen. I don't, I don't quite... He does. It has been a month, uh, give or take. So, um, <laughs> Oops. And then, yeah, because we knew it so well to begin <laughs> with. <laughs> then we're just left with uh, the two uh, two little kids, the cousin, and then our little sweet, sweet baby boy who prays to Santa Claus every night. As and, you should. Yeah, naturally. And they are in the snowplow, and I think one of the elves gets his cousin... Yeah, yeah, it's freaky. They like break into the car mm-hmm. and uh, and, and just like, pull this girl out. You're, you're kids, you can't drive. That's illegal. And then they do their civic duty and uh, perform a citizen's and pull arrest. Over. Yeah, right. Um, as you should. So then Again, Krampus and like the whole spooky snowy gang shows up, and they uh, they they have like this final little showdown. And and little boy, I think his name is Max. Uh, Max. Yeah. Maximilian Max. is like, hey. Yeah, no, I don't want this. Please fix it. I know you can. 
And then Krampus looks at him and he goes, here you go. And he gives him a bell that says Krampus on it. And he's like, this is what my grandma had. Um, and then he throws it back. Just at, like that. Yeah, yeah. He goes, my grandma had this bell. He throws the bell back at Krampus and he goes, hey, hey, butthole. But he says, he says <laughs> a pretty gnarly he word. Says the, he says the naughty word. Yeah, that, 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 we're not going to say it because I don't want to go through and do like, I don't want to bleep this episode. I, I'm, I, we've been doing this for a while, this, this one episode. So I'm just going to yeah. say nice words instead of the naughty words. I don't want to end up on, on a naughty list. Anyway, uh, yeah. he goes, hey, butthole. And he chucks it back at him and it sinks into the snow. And then Krampus looks at him. And like as the audience, you're like, did, did he win? Did we beat him? And then he starts going, <laughs> oh, yes. Ho, ho, ho. He does like these little ho, ho, ho. And all the little elves go, ho, ho, ho. Um, oh, Yeah. It was and, weird laughter. And yeah, so essentially Krampus had given him an out. He's like, all right, dude, you're free to go. But then he he goes, hey, butthole, and chucks it back at him. And then Krampus just walks up to him and picks him up and holds him over a volcano, which is probably hell. Wait. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. They mm-hmm. have a moment. They do have a moment, though, where the audience kind of like, we're all stuck in suspense here, mm-hmm. right? Because he does. He goes, hey, buttholes. And then he goes over and like, it, it is, it is pagan. It is a pagan moment. They're all just surrounded by a bonfire. At least this is what I've been led to believe is, yeah. is um, specifically ancient paganism. Sure. I'm not going to even try to speak for modern paganism. So please don't flame me. Don't hurt me. <laughs> um, I'm trying. I'm doing my best. So they have this moment where... Uh, Max is confronting Krampus right next to this volcano, which is probably hell. And and he's all crying and Krampus reaches forward with like a claw and he <laughs> yeah. like takes the tear. Oh my gosh. And he like is observing the tear. And it's this weird moment where you're like, are we turning over to Hallmark now? Like, uh-huh. is the tears the of a crying of child going to affect... The ancient goat man mm-hmm. who takes, who canonically takes naughty children to hell. He's going uh, to do that. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. It's not a sentimental moment. And it's, it's so weird because he like has this moment with a tear and then he just starts like growl laughing. It's the weirdest yeah, villain it laugh is ever. It is very strange, especially because I feel like yeah. they have like six attempts at a sweet moment in this final encounter. Yeah. It goes on way longer than it should. Um, and then he just chucks so the little long. boy into probably hell. And that's Yeah, it. That's like what... if you've seen if you've seen Return of the King when like Gollum leaps into the fires of Mount Doom, that. that's basically what happens just with a ten year old. Frame boy. for frame recreation, but yeah, no no Andy Circus here, it is a ten year old no. child. So and then and then they he wakes up. It goes black, and he wakes Ooh. up and he's in his room. Mm-hmm. And it's Christmas morning, and he gets out of bed, and he goes downstairs, and everyone's opening presents. Wow, the whole family. And it's all nice. It's like, it's a white Christmas, but it's like a fun white Christmas, so there is snow, but it's not like sad snow, Mm -hmm. sad, dangerous, gloomy snow. It's like fun snow. Yeah, yeah, like fun snow. And, And it's this nice time, except then, like... In the middle of this, like, what? Have yourself a Merry Little Christmas is playing in mm-hmm. the background. Yeah, some some age-old Christmas tune, yes. All very tender. Again, another tender, sentimental moment where we're like, uh, did he fix Christmas? Did Krampus save Christmas? <laughs> is it a Krampus miracle? And then he unwraps the bell again. Mm-hmm. The bell that his grandma gave him. I, <laughs> whatever voice it's you use. <laughs> I think, yeah, just like my grandma. 
So he opens up the gift and he goes, Grandma, you give me this every year. That's not right. Yeah, my grandma also gives me a cursed object every year. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Oh, family, you're so silly. So he opens this bell and then there's like this montage of like all, like an audio montage of all the lines and the family like kind of collectively remembers yep it's uh it's a pretty pretty uh stirring moment for them and it's like just when you think like oh krampus fixed christmas though and we're just left with the memory the camera freaking zooms out the zoom (laughs) spoiler alert spoiler alert if you don't want anything you know you've listened to the movie summary thus far but if you don't want this is the m night at the end skip ahead about 40 seconds if you don't want to hear it yeah it zooms out and it turns out they're in a snow globe in krampus's (laughs) basement (laughs) at his house and there's like (laughs) the whole neighborhood is all there Oh my! So, yes, the whole. So here's my question. Here's here's my question. Is one, is this the hell? Is is Krampus's basement hell? Then, is hell nothing but being stuck in a snow globe with your family, and, extended family? And three, how how bad is that? Do they know that they're stuck in a snow globe? Or is there, should there be like a Krampus sequel where they realize they're stuck in a snow globe? Because I think I kind of like that. Yeah. I think I'd like a Christmas edition of No Exit. Escape the globe. And this will be, this will be, you know, another time that I reference No Exit. I guess I really like that play. But, but now I'm kind of like, I kind of need No Exit Mm -hmm. Christmas. No Exit Krampus. Yeah. (laughs) Christmas edition. So anyways, so those are my questions that I have left after that. I remember the first time I saw this movie and I was like, so Christmas bad? Is everything bad? Is this the Shyamalama ding dong Chris Nolan twist at the end? Like, am I supposed to be sad at the end of this? Am I supposed to be like, oh no. Or like, like wh- I think I think what this movie sets out to do and does is it canonizes Santa with the rest of the religious pantheons. So essentially, oh. it's a cautionary tale, and it's a pro-Christmas uh, religious flick. That's that's my fan theory. So so we are reintegrating paganism in with Catholicism, even though they already did that. Yes, we're it's been the same that. thing all along. And instead of Santa Claus, it's that. Crampy. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, well, uh, I'm I'm just grateful we're not in our own little snow globes at the end of the day. Well, that's as far... I mean, here's the thing. I've been stuck in blizzards before. Was that a Krampus blizzard? Am I actually currently in a snow globe? I don't know. I don't know. And I just haven't... To be fair, we just finished up a weird year. I would not put it past (laughs) the, the, the dawn of the second decade here in this century. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think, I feel like if I were to just walk out far enough, I think I might hit a glass wall and I yeah. might, re- maybe that's why there are travel bans is because each country now is its own snow globe. Maybe that's also why I just kind of feel like a fish sometimes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. You know, I didn't think we were going to get into this existential moment now. Yeah, but this is I a guess, really interesting uh, uh, Christmas episode that is that is just multi-generational, multi-seasonal. Guys, you can listen to this episode uh-huh. for forever. In fact, we're just going to keep recording forever. Yeah. 
Sure, why not? I mean, <laughs> if we if we really do exist in a snow globe, then is there What's any the point? point anymore? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. if this is if I have officially entered into my eternity, then what's stopping me from stopping recording this episode? Very true. Um, vale, my friend, we are so we've we've uh, we've talked about the gripping story as well as the origin of Krampus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Any other takeaways? Story, any other cautionary um, words of advice for our beautiful, spooky listeners? You know, as I've gone through this, I've debated as to whether or not I want to teach my future spawn about Krampus. Because we all teach about Santa, but there's this part of me that's like, do I integrate Krampus into well, this? Like, is it is it enough to hold same, Santa? Yeah, they are the same level of real. They are on the same plane of existence. In that they, right, clearly. They, they uh... I will leave that there in case we have younger listeners. So that I think is going to be up to you as a parent. Uh, how how you want to yeah. um, integrate your spawn into society. And if that is uh, to have to them believe that this children. man they are so excited about to see at the end of each year is a terrifying goat man, that's your volition. Um, yeah. I think it would give them something interesting to talk about at school. So Right? Yeah. This is not, well, a, this is have... not a bad idea. <laughs> no, I, have this, I have this fantasy of like... You know, the kind of children that I I would create. And I think that they would be little monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that they are little monsters. And I hope that someday yeah, that they listen back to this and they go, Mom, I did you proud. We I am it. a little monster. We're monsters. <laughs> we did it. We're monsters. But I have this thought of like, what if I get a call from like some PTA Karen being like, your child scarred my child because they started talking about a goat man anti-Santa. <laughs> Ah, it's the like that that's, keeps that's the repercussion that I think would happen is that like I don't think I would teach my kids that there is a Krampus. Mm-hmm. You know, I teach them that there is a Santa because there is a Santa, but I don't know if I teach them about Krampus, but I I would explain different folklore. I'd be yeah. like, now fun fact, over there mm-hmm. they have a goat man, they have an Icelandic giantess. And they'll eat naughty children, but it's okay because we're not Slavic. Yes, and, and you're not, not a naughty child, region. right, Master and Chief? And you're not a naughty child. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm practicing names I think are going to go. I think Master Chief is a top contender right now. Master Chief? All right, yeah. great. I'm excited. Yeah, and I like it because neutral, it, right? exactly, it's gender neutral. Thank you. Good. Um, <laughs> well, folks, Good. Uh, Hannah, Master do you have any, any other parting thoughts, parting words? Um Words of warning think, for the viewers. I think this movie is fantastic. I think um, there's nothing scary about this movie, really. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like, what the? You know, I mean, we yeah. talked about like doll, owl, harpy Sure, thing. sure. Goat man licking old woman face. Like, there are just things that are just like slightly questionable. Yeah. But in the end, I think it's just so absurd that you just kind of want to laugh more than be scared. So this is a great movie if you want to do something edgy with your friends this is a classic christmas movie i watch it every december it really gets me into the mood um really makes me want to go and beat naughty people um not in a fun way Mm -hmm. now that i've said that um let me walk it back a little bit not in a fun way way, nobody get ideas um but I think I think it's just a very silly, fun movie. So, like, if you need a break from the Hallmark movies or if you need a break from fun movies like Christmas Story <laughs> and Elf, 
If you um, want to go ahead and just not have fun. Consider Krampus. <laughs> if you just don't want to have fun. Like, like this is the Christmas movie for that one kid in the family who drags everyone to Hot Topic. Yeah. You know, like that kid. Like, like me. Mm-hmm. So me. Yes. When I was 13. This is that kind of movie. Yeah. So it's like, I, I recommend it like... Mom, you can watch it, but mom, you won't enjoy it because mom, I know that you like the sweet and tender things of this world. And this is not a sweet and tender thing. It's apparently an existential and pagan thing with questionable moments. Yeah, yeah. I I, I will say I'm surprised. Who would have known? I'm surprised that Krampus raised these heavy questions, but raised them it has. Alrighty, folks. Um, that's gonna do it for us here yeah. on the good, the rad, and the spooky. Enjoy our belated Christmas episode. Enjoy this weirdly belated Christmas episode. I don't know when it's coming out, but man, oh man, I hope. What if? What if? Even though we're recording it in January, what if we released it in June? Oh my gosh! Just July, just like yep. summer. Not here. No, here's Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> Heard you guys were a little too hot out there, so we thought we'd cool things down. A have bit. some, have some Krampus. Uh, yeah, it's we'll, a Krampus miracle. <laughs> we'll see when this comes out. Um, in the meantime, <laughs> can't wait. Our dear listeners, remember to stay spooky and don't curse your family. Don't curse your family, or you'll end up in a snow globe. Yep. Uh, bye. Bye. The Good, The Rad, and The Spooky was created and written by us, Connor Wood and Vale McComb. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for updates, new episodes, recommendations, and inordinate amounts of pictures of our podcast mascot, Spooky the Cat, at Good Rad Spooky. Please support us by liking, subscribing, and even reviewing. Intro song and ads were written and performed by Connor. Special thanks to Ned Wilcock for the logo artwork. 